we'll be going through scripture, thinking about our faith, and preparing ourselves for the day. Stick around. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It is November the 11th. Uh, happy Veterans Day to everybody. Certainly grateful for the work that all the veterans have done for this country over the many years uh, that it has been in existence. But today we're not talking about veterans, we're talking about marriage, or more specifically, a question that was used to try to trick Jesus. And marriage was used uh, in that question as the image for the trick. Remember, we're in a series of uh, passages here where the religious leaders in Jerusalem and the political leaders are trying to trap Jesus. What they're trying to get him to do is either say something to inflame the crowds or to incriminate himself as an ideological criminal, uh, someone that they can then prosecute for their beliefs. So we've already gone through a couple of these uh, questions. Uh, yesterday we had a question about paying taxes. Today we have a question about marriage and the afterlife. Now remember, this has nothing to do with marriage, really. It's all about the afterlife and all about trying to trick Jesus. Here our antagonists are the Sadducees. This is the only time in the Gospel of Mark that the Sadducees are directly named. Uh, they were a Jerusalem group. Uh, if you think of them, really what they were were the priests of the aristocracy. They were the rich people's priests. They kind of ran the temple um, and really only worked in Jerusalem. So it's not surprising that we would not have encountered them uh, anywhere else in the Gospel of Mark until Jesus reaches Jerusalem. So their question is about the afterlife, which they did not believe in. They didn't really believe there was an afterlife. They, they thought that this was basically it, and the way that you had an afterlife was by having kids. So you can see why their question about marriage might be appropriate. So let's listen to it, and then we'll say a couple things about it. Some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first married, and when he died, left no children, and the second married the widow, and died, leaving no children, and the third likewise. None of the seven left children. Last of all, the woman herself died. In the resurrection... Whose wife will she be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Is not this the reason you are wrong, that you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the story about the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is, not God, he is God, not of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you get the argument, right? Like, okay, Jesus, you say there's this resurrection. Well, here's the rules about marriage. They give a, an outlandish story, really, of a woman who ended up marrying each of seven brothers, uh, dying uh, childless with each of them. So which which woman would the husband would which husband would be the husband of the woman in the resurrection that's the question it's a stupid question what they're trying to do is show how foolish they think the resurrection is look the resurrection violates moses's law right violates what's written down in the torah jesus debunks this in two ways first off he says to them that in the resurrection there is no marriage 
So for those of us who are happily married or those of us who loved our spouses, this can be uh, a frightening idea. Um, but in this case, in this category, uh, Jesus is simply saying uh, that you're thinking about resurrection life wrong. It's different than this life. This is a theme that's carried on throughout the Gospels and throughout Christian tradition. So certainly uh, not a big surprise to us, but also not something we hear every day. But the second piece is more interesting. He quotes scripture right back to them and tells the story of the burning bush when God reveals himself to Moses by saying, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. All those people by the time of the burning bush are dead, and Jesus asks them a simple question. Is God the God of the living or the God of the dead? Obviously, God is the God of the living. So why would God say, I am the God of these people and not I was the God? That's it. That's the argument. Jesus pretty much says their own scripture points to the idea that God is the God of, of the living and not the dead. Therefore, those people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, must have existed in some way, uh, even when God encountered Moses at the burning bush. So for us, it's kind of an interesting idea of this notion of perpetual existence. We tend to think of heaven. There's a lot of mystery around it. Scripture leads us in several different directions. But the idea is that once we are in God, there is sort of a perpetual existence that happens, whether or not we are here in body or not. Um, so obviously, we could talk about that for a very long time, but stress to the nines is not designed for that. So we're not going to. But suffice to say, this is another case where the religious leaders in Jerusalem tried to thwart Jesus. They failed. And Jesus countered their arguments with their own logic. That's what happened. It's kind of fun. Let's pray. Holy God, we are grateful for this day. And on this day, we are particularly mindful of those who are suffering from COVID-19. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for those who are afraid. We pray for those whose lives have been economically damaged and devastated by the pandemic. We pray that you would be present and active in all of their lives as you are in our own. Today, give us comfort and peace, strength and serenity. Remind us that you are the God of all peoples and all times. Draw us near you this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, that concludes our Stress of the Nines for this morning. Uh, you know the drill. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, peace.